Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. This is Shelby, your host, and today for episode 27, I am joined by Brianna McCarver of Asia K Beauty. Brie has been lashing for about seven years now. She is lashing out of Knoxville, Tennessee. She was previously in Utah. But Brie is an educator. She teaches group classes, one-on-one classes, but she also puts out a lot of free content. She has a YouTube channel. She also has a newsletter. And if you follow her on Instagram, she has a lot of content there for you guys to check out. She's a really good person to be following because she's very informative in all of her posts. So make sure to check her out after this episode airs. Another exciting thing that she's doing this year coming up that I really want to mention is these Boss Babe retreats. She just announced them on her newsletter, so make sure to sign up so that you can get more information. But she's doing these retreats for female entrepreneurs. It doesn't have to be just someone in the lash industry. Literally anyone that's a female entrepreneur or just a boss babe can go to these retreats and hang out with like-minded individuals. And I think that is an absolute brilliant idea, and I'm really proud of her for launching this. The first one is coming up in March, and the second one of 2019 will be in October. And it sounds like she's going to continue to do them for years to come. So make sure you guys follow Brie. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's very short and sweet, but nonetheless, it is very informative. So without further ado, here is Brie. Okay, Brie, so welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm excited too. So tell the listeners kind of where you lash currently and you I know you go by Asia K Beauty on Instagram and I just kind of want to hear about how that came about and everything. Currently I'm in Knoxville, Tennessee and absolutely mm-hmm. love it. I'm just in a single studio suite for now. We don't know what mm-hmm. the next year will bring, but I like it. I like being on my own, nice and quiet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Asia K Beauty is my name. My second name is kind of like my Hannah Montana name. So like Asia mm-hmm. is my work name and Brie is my personal name. I'll answer to both equally. It doesn't matter. So how the name came about, everyone asked me this. And it's honestly not even that exciting. <laughs> you know, think back to the days where you were in cosmetology school and we were making our make-believe salons. And mm. I like the name Asia. I'm obsessed with the Asian culture, all that it brings and it's I love the clothes and colors and everything with it. I just love Asia and I like the name Asia for a girl. And then yeah. Tay is part of my middle name. So kind of a mix okay. of the two. And then I just put it together and it's just stuck ever since. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So do your clients, I guess I'm wondering on your business card, does it say Brianna or does it say Asia K? It says Asia K, I think. Most likely. So you're, I think it says you're, Asia, but then. When I text them, like in confirmations, it says, hey, it's free from Asia K. Oh, got it. Okay, cool. Well, that's that's awesome. That's exciting. It's kind of a cool, like, little double identity kind of thing. That's kind of <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yes, they had them on syndrome. Yeah. So I'm scrolling through Instagram, and I see a lot of posts just about inspiring other artists or giving tips or advice or something, um, why do you feel compelled or why do you feel like bringing these posts onto your feed and why are you passionate about that? Kind of my whole life in personal and in business, I never necessarily had anyone that I could follow or look up to um, Mm -hmm. to kind of frame my life around to get help, tips and tricks. And so 
I like to provide that for others. And also I was never like, if anyone knew me from high school and before that, I was the most negative person known to man. Like I thought the world was going to die. I was going to die. Everyone's just going to die. There's no point in life. Mm -hmm. And then going to beauty school, almost committing suicide. Like it was just absolutely terrible. But then finally when I get out and actually say, Oh, Hey, there are people out here that actually care and, finally seeing the beauty of the world in a Mm -hmm. sense and I'm just wanting to share more of that and so obviously nowadays I'm not so negative Nancy and so if I'm overly positive that's why it's because I was overly negative so I'm trying to counteract that with the years of my life but yeah I really like to share that so other people can have that since I didn't and yeah to me they're so basic tips and tricks that you would think that everyone would know but really a ton of people don't. So mm-hmm. to me, it's super easy just to talk about, but it helps so many others in the long run. Yeah. And you have a blog and is that kind of the same thing? Why you're choosing to spend your time doing this blog is for everyone else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of just like an expansion on from Instagram because on Instagram, mm-hmm. you don't really want to read a ton, but on yeah. big topics, I can just dive into a whole lot more on the blog side. So all of my social media all my content is connected and it's kind of like a brain web so they all talk about the same topic but they all have different amounts of how much of that topic so like my newsletters people that are signed up for my email list gets the most information then the blog posts are one step down from that and then instagram is one step down from that and then my insta stories and lives are one step down from that Awesome. And you just launched a YouTube channel too. So tell me a little bit about that. Honestly, the only reason why I did it is because my business coach wanted me to. Mm-hmm. It will just go hand in hand with my blog posts and newsletters to help give yeah. people a visual and mm-hmm. give them easier links to look back to instead of having to surf through their emails. That way they can just go right to YouTube and yeah. get it super easy. They'll be super short kind of like this first video is just one minute and like 30 seconds long but it's super deep into how I do things with my lash bed which Mm -hmm. I call my lash cloud because it's so comfy so Mm -hmm. it's just gonna be super basic things but just expanding them okay nice so I saw that you have taken a ton of trainings why do you feel like Investing in education is so important for lash artists. Yeah, I like to take at least one new training a year or a refresher Mm -hmm. training, either one, because things change. Like five years ago, we were using 0.20 for classics and going 15s all over the whole entire eye. Like at least that's Mm -hmm. how I was taught. And from what it sounds like, a lot of people were taught that too at that time. But now we're using 0.15s, 0.12s for classic and doing the shaping, the different sizes and not really going up past size 13s and more caring for the natural lash rather than looking kind of like porcupine quills. (laughs) Yeah. So education comes about every single year. Someone new is going to come out with an idea. Someone new is going to have this major breakthrough aha moment and we all need to share it with each other. And that's where education comes in. Mm -hmm. And even if you take the same course, over and over and over again, you'll get something different out of it every time, whether that be one sentence, that be one tweak to make your fan, that be one styling pictures, anything. As long as you get one thing out of it, it's worth it. 
and I know mm-hmm. you'll get one thing out of it because you just will. We're human. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that reminds me, I, literally yesterday I was having a refresher training with my staff and I was saying some things that I didn't used to say or like completely changing from stuff mm-hmm. that we used to do. A lot of the girls that I have have been with me for years. So it's just funny when they're like, wait, but I thought that was okay. And I'm like, yeah, I know I taught you that, but it's not now. So this is how we're doing it now. And it's just funny how many things change. But when you go to a class and you learn something new, you're like, duh, like, why didn't I know that already? It's crazy. Exactly. (laughs) So you've taken, I think it was seven trainings. Who were some of your favorite or what were some of your favorite courses or classes that you've taken? So far, my favorites have been Lashmakers and Maven. Those have been my Mm -hmm. top two and most recent of the past two years. Yeah, I, I would say definitely them too. I love their styling for Maven and I would never have been able to do some of the fanning techniques without taking my watchmaker's course and just learning that Russian is amazing. Yeah. And her yeah. and the accent. <laughs> I know. Oh God. I love her. I love them both. <laughs> I want her to be my theory. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So now that you teach your trainings, do you feel like you kind of encompass like everything that you've learned and kind of package it for your students? Or do you kind of just throw your own spin on things that you've learned in classes and all the things that you have under your belt? I do a mix of both. Mm -hmm. I definitely like having, so when I'm thinking of taking a training nowadays, I like someone that's in the real field, someone who's real, not necessarily with a company because so yeah. many companies now are so like set in their ways. And if you don't do their way, then you're basically like dead to them. And I can't stand as like cult lately mm-hmm. <laughs> just because they're just so hardcore and having someone that is well-rounded and not biased against everything and still test all different products and things come out, tries new things has continued education with tons of people and implements with a little bit of a twist about mm-hmm. all of them. I think it's definitely a strong point in as part as educating goes because yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I think some of the bigger brands are great just because they have like everything in their line oh, yeah. they, from cleanser to literally everything. And yeah. it's, I would say it's great for beginners. So not to knock any of those big brands because they they Mm -hmm. do have something going for them. They are doing something right. But then, you know, when you start to want to learn more advanced techniques and like Trina with like her design stuff, like I feel like just going with someone that has been in the industry and has, you know, encountered the same things you're encountering, it's so much more valuable. And just taking trainings from really everyone is going to be beneficial, no matter if it's a big company or just one single person. But oh, yeah. What do you feel like your students can take from your class? Like, what do you feel like they walk away with? I would say we do go hard in depth into business that people don't know about. And mm-hmm. we talk about like, we call it the what now topic, because it's going to be a given. We're not all going to be doing lashes until we retire when we're like 60, 70. It's not going to happen. If right. some of you do, that's great. But I'm not planning on doing that. Mm-hmm. But the what now topic is, what are you going to do now? You can still stay in the business. You can still stay in the beauty business. 
you don't have to go back to hair or back to nails, but what are you able to do in that business, in this lash industry that also you could do without killing your back and killing your, your heart by giving, giving, giving instead of not receiving ever, which is mm-hmm. one main reason why a ton of beauticians quit is because we give our heart and soul into our art. And when we're not feeling equalized, giving it back to us, then that's when we don't feel completed anymore. And so mm-hmm. we look for other ways to complete that hole. And so we find other jobs and go elsewhere. So the what now topic would be, what can you do in this industry and still continue doing what you love? But with a twist. Yeah. Type thing. Nice. I like that. And so what kind of brands do you like working with the most? I know you posted about this. You said, these are the brands that I love and here's why I support them. So tell me a little bit about that. Okay. So I'm going to start off with my, the reason why I choose what I choose. So you think back to when you were a teenager and the first time you're looking at boys and you're like, oh my gosh, a boy, you'll go for anyone that gives you attention. doesn't matter what they look like doesn't matter what kind of teeth they have they give you attention you love them right off the bat Mm -hmm. then the more you go on you're like oh I really didn't like his teeth so maybe I do want someone with nice teeth or oh my gosh he always smelled like BO and he has bad grades and so automatically you're already making qualities in your head of what you want your perfect man to be so Mm -hmm. then later you can choose one that's better for you I'm kind of doing the same thing with lash companies so I have seven qualities that I have written down in my notes that I've just like compared to and noticed of what I like in companies Mm -hmm. in my time and so one of them would be post work similar to my style second I like if they have a CC option because CC is basically all I use now Mm -hmm. third would be to have a 0.12 or 0.07 option four would be being personable and non-robotic, I like a good person-to-person contact and communication. Mm-hmm. Five, doesn't care just about money. They also care about the well-being of the people around them. Yes, this industry can be a good way to make money, but you also have to have your heart in it. Six, right. having good customer service. And seven, owner has done lashes at one point in their life. <laughs> yeah, that's important. <laughs> yeah. So which brands do you feel like embody all of those criteria for you? Mostly I support EDL, Million Lash Pro, Lash Makers, and Maven. Maven hasn't come out with a lash line yet. She keeps Mm -hmm. teasing us a lot about that. (laughs) But so far, I think she would be on that list. But those are the main people that I use day in and day out all the time, and I love them. Cool. I love those brands as well. I haven't tried Million Lashes Pro though, but if you recommend it, then I should try it. So who would you say inspires you or do you have any mentors or anything like that currently? Or did you have some in the beginning? I do have my business coach, Shanna Mm -hmm. Hewitt. She's awesome. She's on that list always. And also I am really close with Lindy from EBL and Tatiana, Million Lash Pro. I like them for all many different reasons, but also we go to a friend level and we all just help each other. It's kind of great. Other people that I would look, look up to that's not in the industry would be Kathy Heller from the Don't Quit or Do Quit Your Day Job. 
podcast mm-hmm. and Jenna Kutcher, of course, because she's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Those are my main, main ones. Nice. So on your, I know you share like your favorite episodes or your favorite podcasts with some of your followers. Can you tell the listeners some podcasts that they should be listening to? Definitely. Yeah, the Jenna the Gold Digger podcast, which is Jenna yeah. and then the Don't Keep Your Day Job podcast, which is Kathy Heller, and then the other one I super like is called Ignited Podcast, and it talks about everything relationship-wise, whether that be money, body, people, anything. It's great. I love it. So that's something that you are super passionate about is like the whole self-care thing which sounds like what that podcast is about. Why is self-care so important for lash artists? Kind of going back to the, like, we give, 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 but we never receive. Mm -hmm. We are going to be burned out. And just because we like our work doesn't mean we have to be workaholics. And this is what I'm learning myself right now. I'm not saying this because it's so easy to do and everything. Like, this is, I feel like I'm getting off of drugs, like, not (laughs) letting myself work. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And I have... I think I have hobbies and I like the idea of these things, but actually sitting down and doing them is so hard when I can just like be productive and do something on my computer or hurry and do one more appointment. It, you have to take care of yourself because yeah. you are going to kill yourself from the inside out. If you work yourself, the only times I have ever gotten sick in the last five years is when I overwork myself. Mm-hmm. that's the time that my body my immune system literally shuts down so trying to avoid that altogether will help a ton and there's a lot of podcasts I've listened to that they interview someone and they're like oh yeah I was like on the brink of heart failure and liver failure or cancer and all this stuff because they were torturing their bodies from just go 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 going because they yeah they love their jobs but they weren't taking care of themselves mm-hmm. and now that they are able to take care of themselves, they're much more productive and able to just get in, do it, done, instead of just doing roundabout productivity. Yeah, I can relate to that so much. When I get sick, it's usually the day I have off after working for so many days. And it's like the day that I am going on vacation or something, it's like I'm sick. And it's, yep. it's just my body was like, chugging through and then it gets a little bit of rest and it's like, all right, well, it's time to give you the flu or something. But I think as a business owner as well, like not only just the lash artist, cause I'm no longer like taking clients or anything, but it's important just for everyone to care for themselves, like their body and their mind and their soul and everything, all of it, just because it's so easy to, especially whenever you're doing so many things and you can relate because you have so many, like you have the blog and the newsletter and you have your clients and your Instagram is always full with information. So I know you're busy, but it's, it's crazy how fast that can just wear you out and make you so unmotivated to keep going. So yep. Yeah. So just indulging sometimes in like a bath or going to get a massage or doing whatever it is that makes you happy is so, so important. So I want to know how long have you been in this industry? I have been doing lashes since September, 2012. Okay. And what got you interested in this industry in the first place? 
Um, honestly, I have no idea apart from I absolutely refuse to go to college. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it seems pretty easy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Nothing, no direct answer. I'll say that. I never had that aha moment. I never did my Barbie's hair. I never did anything really until mm-hmm. I got to middle school. And then it kind of just went from there. And I loved nails. So honestly, I started in the nail industry and then moved to cosmetology and then did lashes from there. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that you did nails. Yep. I love it. Okay. Well, that's very detail oriented too. So you mm. kind of have a knack for that. Kind of. No, like you do. The <laughs> <laughs> nice, tiny detail thing. Yeah. What would you say is something that you love about this industry that's different than any other industry even in the beauty industry we definitely comparing it to the nail and hair part of the beauty industry I think we do have a lot more education and more community because yeah there are some hair classes there are some nail classes but none of them they've been around so long that it's more just like it's this person's idea or this person's tips and tricks. Whereas Mm -hmm. the last industry is still building. Our education is still building as well. And so something new is going to come out all the time. So education part, definitely. I think we have great education. Second, yes, definitely more uh, detailed and patience and Mm -hmm. all of that. A lot more quiet. It kind of goes more into esthetician, but not 1000%. I'm glad I'm able to do lashes with a cosmetology license because I did not care about skin at all. So yeah. I do like that, but I'm also not a hairstylist because I'm too introverted and I want my clients to fall asleep when they come in. So it's very well-rounded, I think, for, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's a perfect fit for someone who I just basically described. <laughs> yeah. What would you say that this industry as a whole could work on more? Being more communicative with each other. We talk and post all the time about community over competition. But then, like here in Tennessee, I'm trying to get people together, meet new people, because I don't know anyone here. So I'm trying to meet people. And a lot Mm -hmm. of them are like, oh, you're trying to put this together. This is making you have a target on your back. People are going to come after you now because you think you're the best and I'm like actually I don't I'm just wanting to make friends and then they just bash me for trying to make friends in the industry because they think I'm coming in trying to be better than everyone but really I'm just trying to be friends if that makes any sense so like yes we have some community but we need to have even more so it, it needs to be more genuine, too, because I noticed yeah. that as well. Like there's so many, quote unquote, friends that live in completely different states. But are you friends with the girls that do lashes in your own city? That's, right. Like, yeah, I'm friends with you, with Tatiana. I'm friends with Lindy, Trina, Ilona, Elena, Tatiana, so many people, but they don't live here. And so trying to build up the community here is key before you try to build up community elsewhere. We things grow from small to big, not big to small. Because Mm -hmm. without the big, there is no small. And without the small, there is no big. You have to have both. And we are focusing on, yeah, the big names are people on Instagram, but 
who the crap is in your city? Like, let's yeah. be friends. What? Like, we ask all the time, oh, what adhesive are you using? Oh, well, I'm in Arizona. I can't use that. Okay, well, why don't you ask your Arizona friends what they're using? And maybe that could help a lot more than what I can being in Tennessee. Exactly. And, and you know, it doesn't hurt to know the girls that are doing lashes around you and, and even just talking with them and collaborating with them because – if you have 10 artists in your city saying, oh, no, you don't have to wash your lashes, just brush them every day, that's your aftercare. And then you're the one artist that's saying, yes, it's important to cleanse your lashes. Then it's it's almost like detrimental to you whenever mm-hmm. nobody's on the same page. And it's, it's actually helpful when everyone sort of does things similar, like in terms yeah. of like aftercare or like prep and like agreeing on the fact that 15s all the way across the whole eye is probably not good. Um, so I noticed that in my city a lot that uh, it's not always as close as I'd like it to be. But um, the girls, some of the girls here are so sweet. So some of them, yes, they're perfect. And they're so, so nice. And they are like, they do embody that whole like community over competition. And so hopefully there, there'll be more of that. But you know who I was talking to about this? Shayla from Face Escape. Yes, I love you. <laughs> yeah, so she actually has like this group of 20-something girls in Miami that get together and they do dinner or something like once a month. And I was asking her about that. Like, what is that like? Like, how did you do that? Like, how did everyone receive that? And she said it grew from like three people to like eight. And then it just grew to what it is now. And like, they're, they're genuinely friends. And she says it's like almost helped her business too. And I think that's pretty cool. So I think, yeah, I agree with that, with what you're saying. And um, I think we do need a little bit more of that, like genuine community vibes. Yes. And I actually, (laughs) to go to one of those meetings back in March in Miami and it honestly was so cool because I would have never heard of half the people that were there if I didn't see them there and they're really good and awesome but I would never would have heard of them without meeting them in person and I'm like oh my Mm -hmm. gosh you're so good why haven't I found you before and it's just making those connections and building our family Yeah. And you'll see that like, no one's trying to take anything from you. No one's trying to steal like your clients or I don't know, but so what would you say is like a typical lash day for you? What does your schedule look like? I guess like, how do you book your fills and everything? Like how long are they and, and stuff like that? So every day is a little bit different depending on the day of the week. So I'll just kind of talk about today and how it's going. So I'm part of my being a non-workaholic. I'm trying to wake up at 7 a.m. and spending more time with me and my husband. And then I don't go to work. I don't lash until 2. So this morning I've been working on the computer. I have this phone call with you. And then after I'll go to the salon and I have two clients. I don't work a whole ton on Thursdays and Fridays. So I can fit in more computer work. Um, mm-hmm. And I book according to what style it is, but it's just a flat fee. So volume is X. Classic is X. Volume, I book two hours for a fill. And classics, I book an hour, hour and a half for a fill. And full mm-hmm. set kind of follows suit. So volume is three to three and a half hours for a full set. And classic is two hours. Okay. And why would you say booking longer fills are important 
for you? Because that way, even if you don't take the whole entire time, which a lot of the times I don't anymore, you have that little leeway just in case they came in a little bit more sparse or if there was traffic or something, just adding that leeway helps a ton. And that way you can take pictures, you can have like reconsultation. So if you've had someone for six months, you're like, hey, we haven't talked about the styling we're doing. Do you want to try something different? Do you not? Do you like it? It's just a lot more personable, not being completely stacked. I feel so much more relaxed, which means I actually go faster. But if I booked back to back because I expected myself to go faster, then I'd be more stressed, which means mm-hmm. I'd work slower. So it's kind of many reasons why I like to book for that. But and then that way everything's perfect. I like to get 100% of the lashes. If they're paying to come get their lashes done, get 100% of their lashes. That's the only key, like, that's the number one key to me to make them last that much longer is if you do 100% of the lashes. And if you don't, I feel like you're kind of jipping them on the service. Like, you wouldn't go for a Botox and only do half your face because they didn't want to. Like, (laughs) that would just be funny, and it Mm -hmm. obviously wouldn't last that long. And you'd have to go in a whole lot sooner, and then you'll be mad and... Yeah, uh, communication and so on and so forth so yeah there's there's that (laughs) no that's smart and it gives you more time to focus on the design and you're not um leaving them with like grown out lashes and everything so that's a good idea I like that what advice do you have for lash artists who may be struggling with volume for example take your time don't book according to what you want to be doing time-wise book yourself according to what you do do so take a day do a model time yourself okay that's your set time not saying oh I want to do a fill in an hour and a half I'm going to book an hour and a half it's taking the time seeing how long it takes you to do your best work and booking according to that and also just practicing so many different lashes fan differently like they use lashes fan terribly and these lashes fan ex- like exceptionally well trying mm-hmm. different products uh, is weirdly really nice to do because that way yeah you can see the difference between all of them mm-hmm. and finding different tweezers trying I love testing obviously if you've seen my page at all yeah I love testing for many reasons but definitely if you are starting out, you're having issues, try different adhesives, try different tweezers, try different lashes until you find one that's perfect. And once you get all of that, once you have your product down, then work on your technique. Well, obviously you're working on your technique during that, Mm -hmm. but then focus on your technique. Keep looking at your weak points and focus on those. Okay, well, I am good at 4D fans, but I absolutely hate 2D fans. But some of those 2D sets look so beautiful and flawless so I'm gonna try to do 2d and so I can perfect the two three four and five not just Mm -hmm. the four and five love it so one of my favorite things to know about someone is something that they thought was like the end of the world that they ended up being so thankful for so I usually like ask what is your favorite failure do you have one of those probably leaving a lash company like I was with a big large company for years and I thought that was going to be my life. And I, I even 
like planned out my five-year goals according to that company and it never went anywhere having empty promises and so on and so forth things happened I left and I thought yep I was gonna die my career is over blah 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 I'm no one and but then I have like totally exploded since leaving and actually finding my own person I'm this goes into business and personal like I was basing my personal off of what I thought I should be versus what I really am trying to fit the different molds and everything and now I actually feel truly authentic to me and my work and who I support what I share everything so that definitely is a blessing but I definitely thought I was going to die at that point (laughs) so were you a brand ambassador or were you training for a company it was a little bit of both. Okay. Then the last question I have is what are some words that you live by? Well, obviously, I like lotus. The words, mm-hmm. everything. Lotus, it's literally a flower, a beautiful, huge flower that grows from absolute mud. So it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. matter where you come from, you can always be beautiful. Another one is dare. So the only way I am able to do stuff for myself is if I dare myself to do things. So like, I dare you to drink that bottle of water. And then by the end of the day, I want three because I drank one and now I feel like I need the others. Yeah. Yeah. Lotus, dare. And I think those are the main ones. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode and all of the episodes that I had in 2018. It was a great year for Lashbox Radio, and I can't thank you guys enough for all of the love and support. If you were listening today, please tag Lashbox Radio and Asia K Beauty on Instagram to let us know. If you would like to sign up for any of Bree's trainings, her newsletter, or the Boss Babe Retreat, you can do so via the links in the show notes. There will also be Two links from me, one of them is to the Lash Boss community I created on Facebook, and one of them is for the newsletter that I just started that is releasing tomorrow on the 1st. The first one will be going out, and I hope that you guys are signed up so that you don't miss anything. I'm going to be announcing something really big via the newsletter. I usually announce my news on the show or on Instagram, but this one's going to be in the newsletter. So make sure to sign up so that you don't miss it. It is really exciting. So I hope you guys have a good New Year's and I will see you in 2019.